Welcome to the Next Talk Podcast. We are passionate about keeping kids safe in an overexposed world. It's Mandy and Kim, and we're navigating tech, culture, and faith with our kids. So Kim, I saw this meme and we've posted it at Next Talk. We didn't make it, but it's so funny. This is what it says. Soon as you say, my child would never, here they come, nevering like they've never, nevered before. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I have to be honest because when I read that, it took me back to my first child, my first baby. (laughs) This is the first time I learned this lesson. I recall when I was pregnant, walking through the HGB grocery store, looking at other moms whose kids were screaming and they didn't have clothes on, just like a diaper. And they, you could tell there was poop in the diaper. And I was like, my child will never do that. And I will never be that kind of mom. I'm telling you, fast forward, have that first baby. And I remember standing and crying in the HGB with my child in a diaper that had just exploded on the basket. And he was wearing no clothes. That was the first time I realized you can never say that. I remember starting on this journey thinking my kid will never post anything like that on social. Oh, my gosh. And oh, my word. (laughs) You never want to say never. Because here's the thing. I mean, it's so funny. When your kids are little, you just have this idea of what parenting is going to be and how you're going to be able to make them line up and do what you want them to do. Yes. Mold them into perfect little I don't know. I don't know, but 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 they have a mind of their own and mm. God gave us that. It's called free will. We all have it. Our kids have it. And so no matter how much we say, "Honey, don't do this." There's this rebellion streak in our kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, but it's funny to me because I think the moms of teenagers, especially as you get older, you would never say your kid would never do anything because you've learned it too many times. You've been you've been gut punched so many times where you're in a position where you're like, oh, "I didn't think my kid would ever do that." And here we are. And yes. So, but but the moms of little still hold out hope. My kids will never be like that. They won't. <laughs> well, you just imagine that they will listen to you. <laughs> and they do. You know, somewhere deep inside, they are hearing and that little seed is planted. And most of the time, I feel like kids, they they go down the right path for the majority of the time. But like you said, they veer off and they've got to fall on their face and do their own thing and feel the repercussions of themselves. And I think that's good. It's painful and hard and sometimes embarrassing. But I think it's good that we allow them to have those moments that are not good, hopefully not lifelong changes, but those moments that are not good so they learn for themselves the truth about making good choices. Well, and I think as a mom, as a parent in general, it's it's just humbling. It keeps us humble, first of all, mm-hmm. that we're never mm-hmm. going to be the perfect parent. I mean, we strive to be, obviously. We strive to disciple them well. And the other thing is, is like, you know, the trusting them with the Lord, even when they do the never thing that we never thought they would do on our knees in prayer, Lord, show me how to fix this. Show me how to help this. Show me how to disciple this, to correct it, to, you know, this is not a good situation here. I think trusting the Lord in that is there's something to be said about it because it keeps us as a parent realize we need God to help guide us on this journey because it is hard. 
and kids' brains aren't fully developed. And we say it all the time here at Next Talk, good kids will make mistakes. Like you just need to know that. Good kids from good families will make mistakes. And it doesn't make you a bad parent if your kid does something you never thought they would do. And I think it's important, uh, and this is a lesson that has been hard for me to learn and to step into, but I've really seen the fruit of it when I do it, is when my kid does make a mistake, my first instinct is to fix it for them. Like, oh my gosh, we need to call this person or we need to do this thing. And it's because we're older and we've experienced things and we understand how resolution occurs most times, but it has helped me so much when I step back And I sit with my kid and have a good conversation about like, okay, well, what do you think about this? And how can we fix it? And what are your ideas? And have you prayed about it? And teach them that skill of self-reflection and realizing that their actions have consequences. And then we work together on a way to fix it and then letting them follow through on it. And that is a process and it's sometimes painful because you want to just get it done. But man, that's what our kids need to learn how to do is mess up and then make it right on their own. And so I think that's one of the best things that we can do when our kids do the never thing is help them get to the other side of it. I think that's such a good point, Kim, too, in us not coming in with resolution and to-dos to fix it, but also like pushing them to pray about it. What do you think you should do now? Because this is a situation that you've done this or, you know, whatever it is, like a fractured relationship or they were mean or, you know, just posting something that wasn't appropriate. You know, maybe they have to set in the situation of somebody, their peer contacting them saying, man, that really disappointed me that you posted that or whatever. You know, maybe they have to experience that. And we always want to push them into a relationship with Jesus. Like this conviction comes from Jesus, not us always just saying, this is what you need to do here. Now, of course, sometimes we have to point it out. We have to be like, hey, why did you do this? Why? If you if you see them doing something that you're like, huh, I never thought they would do that. You know, it is okay if the spirit leads you to do so in saying, um, hey, like, tell me how you got here. Like, what, what was your thought process in doing this and kind of walking them through it? But, but we always want to push them into this conviction, this relationship with Jesus. And I, I think an example of this is just saying to your kid, you know, what do you think you need to do next? Why don't you pray about it? And then let's talk about it. And it's more them leading the way than you telling them like a checkbox to do this. This is what grows their little spirit, their conviction, their soul. And, and I think it's very important that we don't miss those moments in the middle of maybe being disappointed or surprised that they did this thing. And you can start that when they're younger. I remember when my kids were little, little, and they would mess up or do something crazy, because all little kids do. I would start with giving them examples and choices. Like, okay, this was not a good choice. Here are three things you could do to fix it. What do you think? And just start with something simple like that. So you get into that rhythm with them thinking through resolution. And so you can start that as young as, you know, two or three years old. And so it's not new for them by the time they're on social media and having these bigger relationships. And then as they get older, they're bringing the solutions to you and because they're, they've learned to do that as a life skill when they were young. I love that. Um, I, Kim, I want to talk about the, the opposite pendulum swing of this, though. You know, you, you say my kids would never, never. 
And I've really been humbled so much as a parent. I think we all have. And so sometimes what I tend to do when I'm like, don't want to be shocked at something my kid's going to do is I swing the pendulum to the extreme side where now I'm expecting my kids to do horrible things. <laughs> and that's expecting not Expecting the worst. You're, yes, you expect no. the worst. And so say you walk in on your kid and they're on your phone and you immediately go to a horrible thought where it could just be they're chatting with their friends and it's no big deal, but your mind goes to a place. And I think we do that because we want to prepare our hearts for the disappointment or for the bad choices that we know kids may make. And so we prepare our hearts, but I think we have to be really careful with this because if we are always expecting the worst of our kids, I mean, you know, we could create a self-fulfilling prophecy. We could push them away. They could take on that label. Like I'm a bad kid. Mom expects this of me. And so this is how I'm going to behave. And so we, ha- I think we have to be really delicate here. All parents have heard and teachers, you know, leaders, people live up to your expectations. And if your expectation is that my kid is making bad choices or doing bad things, and they know that you feel that way, you're right. It could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. They start to live up to that. So like, well, she thinks that anyway. I might as well do it. And I think we see that. I've seen it happen before, not so much online, but just in social situations or with personality things like, oh, he's the crazy one or she's the shy one. Those type of expectations. That's a lot of times I think how it starts. And I remember a mentor in my life, we were talking about how she had always said, oh, my daughter introduced her daughter as the shy one. And she started to live up to that. And she was shy, but only because that was what was put on her. It was a label and that was never meant to be. And so being really aware of what we're saying and how we're treating our kids and what they think we think of them, which I know is a little bit confusing, but we find that out through conversation with our kids and asking them, you know, things like, what can I do better as a parent? We find out what our kids think we think of them. All of that put together, we can avoid those labels. We can avoid those negative expectations so that our kids don't feel that from us. We don't want that. I love that example you give of like, oh, this is the shy kid. You know, I've heard people say, well, my kid's just sneaky or um, my, this kid just doesn't like to talk. And if they hear that over and over, they become that. Like it's a label. And again, we always say no label except child of God. You know, no labels except child of God. That's where our whole identity lies is being in a relationship with God. That's our identity first and foremost before we take on anything else. But these labels, they can have really detrimental effects to how our kids see themselves and how we see them also. And so, you know, as funny as this is, my kid would never, never. And what we want to be real careful about is that we don't swing the pendulum too far and then just plan to expect the worst. We don't want to do that. You know, with everything at Next Talk, we say there's there's always these two extremes and we want to look at both of those extremes and kind of dissect them, whether it's a philosophy or a school of thought or whatever it is, right? Let's look at those two extremes and then where's Jesus lie in all this? You know, where's the balance? Where's the um, non-extreme, non-crazy side? And we're doing that with everything. And so we want to do that with this thought process too of my kid would never. We need to make sure that we're looking at both extremes and we're not swinging that pendulum too far to either side. 
I think practically what that looks like is being aware, being aware of the world and what they're facing when they go to school and online, all of those challenges so that our heart is not constantly like in shock, like what? Oh my good, I had no idea. So I think preparing our hearts is a practical way by educating ourselves and learning about their world and asking them open-ended questions and being willing to learn from our kids. But on the other side of that, expecting that the seeds that you plant and the way that you've led your kid, that they will choose well. And when they don't, I love you the same. Let's find a resolution together, but not expecting them to always make a bad choice just because that's an option. I think that's key, Kim, is that they can come to you even if they know you're you're going to be upset or or kind of disappointed, even though you may not say that to them, they know your belief oh, system yeah. and they, they know your expectation. So they know when they've messed up or, or they haven't lived up to something, or they just did something totally out of character. They know they already have that conviction and them being able to come into a space where they're loved unconditionally, you know, that default to love, but just sometimes hugging my kid in the moment and crying together. Like, I love you the same. Like, I don't ever expect perfection. What I do expect is for you to seek God and want to be like him. And we're all trying to do that. And we all fall short on a daily basis. And so the fact that you want to come to me and tell me, mom, this happened or whatever, that that is makes my heart that's a win that makes my heart leap with joy because you're trying you're you you are understanding that oh that wasn't right what i did and and that's what we're that's what we want we don't expect perfection we don't expect our kids to be robots and line up and believe everything we believe and you know do everything we do that's that's not should be our expectation they have free will we want to disciple this little soul well so that they love Jesus and they chase after Jesus. That's the goal here. Not for them to line up to our expectations or our thought process of what they should be, what our kids should be. So true. And they need to hear that. I I have um, realized that the older my kids get, it's easy not to love on them and share those things with them because they're older, you know, and you think they know. But every once in a while, you know how we say it's not a one-time sit-down conversation. So Every once in a while, I'll repeat the same thing and it'll be about things like this. Like, you know what? You are going to mess up and I just need to remind you that I'm going to love you the same and we're going to figure it out and just leave it at that. You know, it doesn't have to be some big conversation. You don't have to give them all these examples. Sometimes just reminding them of your love for them and that you are there to support them. You are on their team is all they need to hear in the moment. And it is powerful. It is powerful. You said something earlier, Kim, and I just want to circle back to it because I thought it was good. You said, if we know what their world is like, we'll be less shocked when they bring us stuff or even they mess up or start to struggle with something that we're like, well, where did this come from kind of thing, you know? And I think that's really critical to know the culture. It's That's really important for us at Next Talk. You know, yeah, we're, we're about keeping your kids safe online. We want to create that open communication because we think that is the first line of defense in keeping your kids safe. But, but one of the main components of Next Talk, too, is also like making sure, especially Christian parents who are sometimes, I mean, we're Christian parents, so I can say this, we live in a bubble sometimes, and we don't understand how the world sees things. And Christian parents, I like want to encourage you, you need to see how the world sees things. And we want to help you with that. We want to tell you what's going on. But that way, when your kid does 
talk to you about their culture or their online world or does a never that you never thought they would do, you are prepared to be like, okay, let's look at both sides here. Let's look at both extreme of what's happening and let's put it through the filter of Jesus. Like, what does Jesus say? What does the Bible say about this? And that is really, really important. That's all really good, Mandy. And um, I'll be honest with you, this show is about our kids and parenting. But the older I get and the older my kids get uh, and the longer I'm married, I realize this is really important for all of our relationships, like friends, spouse, knowing what they're going through, supporting them and resolving things that they walk through and giving them the benefit of the doubt, not thinking the worst of our friend or our spouse and being prepared to encourage them to always seek Jesus. And so as much as this is about parenting, I think this is really something important that we apply to all of our relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I do want to end with this, Kim. If you tuned into this show and thought, my kid just never, nevered, and I don't know what I'm going to do now. (laughs) (laughs) A couple things. I hope the talking points that we shared helped throughout the show, but I do want to leave you with this because one of my humbling moments when, when my kid nevered, when I thought they would never, ever kind of thing, I remember the Lord taking me to a famous verse, and this is what it said. It's Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I remember thinking, Lord, like we've discipled, we've read your scripture. We, you know, I've tried to be diligent. Like, why is my kid never, never here? Why, what is going wrong? And that day when I was in prayer, the Lord just told me circle when he is old, your kid is not old yet. Your kid is still maturing, Mandy. Your kid is still figuring out who they are and whose they are. Your kid is still developing their brain and their thought processes and their belief system. And I need you to keep being diligent and praying through this and trust me with your kid. Because when your kid is old, he will not depart from it. So I just want to leave this with you. If you've got a prodigal right now, or you've got a kid that's just way astray and you're like, my kid nevered and I, 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 they're way off the never, never land, you know? And if you're struggling with that, I want to leave you with that verse because in my moment, my humbling parent moments, that has really helped me. And every time it happens, I go back to that. And that word, when he is old, is circled in my Bible. And it just reminds me that your good kid will make mistakes. He's not old yet. This podcast is ad-free because of all the people who donate to our nonprofit. Make a donation today at nexttalk.org. This podcast is not intended to replace the advice of a trained healthcare or legal professional or to diagnose, treat, or otherwise render expert advice regarding any type of medical, psychological, or legal problem. Listeners are advised to consult a qualified expert for treatment.